0: took my dog away, they treat him like a stray, I talk to God today, all dogs go to heaven, I miss my dog, ever.
1: hello everybody, oh, welcome oh, to another episode of the oh, super best friend, 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 friend music, 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 music show, I'm Alan Richardson, <laughs> And I'm here with Joe Plana and Dana Slattery. Hello, Ella. everybody.
2: Hey, hey! What's up, everybody? Hi.
3: Hello. Hi, fans at home.
2: All Are of
1: our, sports all fans. of our fans at home. Hey, sports fans. Yeah, oh, we're not. So you might not be our fans. You
3: just clear my throat, right? Into...
1: <laughs> As I was saying, you might not be our fans. <laughs> but you're fans of something, and we're saying hello. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'll take other
3: people's fans. Yeah, gladly. <laughs> so I just Sorry. hadn't cleared my throat. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're really bad at starting. We're really bad at, <laughs> at this.
2: And, uh, we're, we're, really we're really bad at, at podcasting.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're really bad. Yeah, at, well, I think that's where we excel. We're really bad
1: at having a conversation. Is the is the baseline issue here? <laughs> uh, and what we do, if you've never seen this show, or you quite frankly none of you ever seen this show, it's an Audible. Uh nope, that's not the word. It's an audio media. <laughs> we're an audio book. <laughs> it's, it's an audible. This is an audible program and if you don't believe me, uh try suing us you capitalist pigs. <laughs> uh, what we do every episode is we choose one album and we discuss that album at length and we only ever discuss that album. We never go into anything else because um that would be absolutely foolish' Because we're linear no,
0: thinkers. We're perf-
3: Yes, we're professionals. I, I we're... thought you had more. I th- <laughs> nope. Da, da, da. Professional doesn't we're need to
0: say anymore.
1: Yeah, my my uh, reputation. I don't mince words. Me.
3: I don't. I don't mince anything, frankly. Meat. Nope. Garlic. Oh, I mince one
1: thing. I caught you in a trap, you son of a bitch. And Joe, your punishment Uh, is you get to choose. I'm a mincer. I I mince. (laughs) You get to choose which finger we mince. (laughs) Oh, fine.
2: Anyway, Anyway, so, uh, like we we were saying. No. No.
1: No. No. Which
3: one? Pick the (laughs) finger. Well, uh, I'll do my left pinky don't use it that much
1: okay so let's move on with it then (laughs) (laughs) so uh joe you picked this week's album you picked this week's Uh, album what are we doing
3: so this week we're going to talk about Wack world by Tierra Wack. it's a debut ep and uh it's a uh an audio visual album so there is a a a music video that goes along with the album that i uh, i think everyone had a chance to watch it's i really recommend it i think it does stand up on its own but it, it works really well with the medium uh, the visual medium that we are not doing we're we're not a visual medium we're audible. It's, audible it's good audible it's good vision it's good audible oh yeah yeah we're not tiara whack we don't have the visual like she really comes out the gate of this project and shows that she could do any goddamn no wait a minute like- sorry
2: this is her debut E.P. Yes,
3: she had a couple. Yeah, she had a couple singles. Wow. Um And I'll talk about that. That like she, so like you saw it on my screen. Um, so the like she went by Dizzle Diz for a little bit as like a teenager in Philly. Got some buzz. Well, I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, so she did have some some tracks on SoundCloud. But this is her first and to date only album. Uh, still, uh, it dropped in 2018. So it's not that. It's not like it's been a a huge long gap since she's and she has put out singles uh but no full length lp yet where I, i i but based on this i fell in love with it when i first heard it i saw it on a lot of like year end lists it was cool it was like uh in 2018 it was on a lot of year end lists so that's how i i got aware of it and then like some year end lists were like Oh yeah, we only do full LPs, but uh, a special shout out to this album. Like, I think like it, it, so even when it was like not on lists, they were still like calling it out. So I'm like, Oh, I got to listen to this. And, um, it's just such an, uh, an audacious debut. Like just, she sings, she raps. She, so much of her personality really comes through and her talent. And it, it feels very uh, unique and, um, impressive and every song is a minute long so to be to to show off so much while also showing restraint is such a bold and weird thing right and i mean um, the
2: one thing like on the first time i listened to it i was like okay like you know just going beat by beat or minute by minute i'm like okay damn like wish that was three and a half minutes but we'll keep going
3: yeah it um Yeah, actually, like, so yeah, why don't we start with that? So like, that was like my, my first reaction when I heard it was just like, whoa, like, it really felt like, so like, yeah, this person who this is their first thing. So I'd never heard of. And it's like, wow, I'm just so stunned. Like, I want to know every, like, I, I will follow everything she does from here on out like that was my i was just instantly blown away but uh what were what were your guys so you guys didn't know this album before this week right i think that's like the first time that's happened
1: yeah i'd never heard of this
2: no me either and i realized that i knew uh one of her singles i had heard before that like it's like a full length single where it's like single Mm -hmm. or only child something like that that one i'd heard before um but i'd never heard this album and I really felt like I was late to the party because like I I don't know like I will say that's one of my faults I think in my own like music listening is that I generally am going backwards like I'm not like I don't keep up with new releases and that was nice when I was working at like a record store that you know had new releases um for the time that I did is because like I would just like be aware of stuff when we get promos and get to listen to stuff but like When I'm looking for music, I generally am like looking like back in the archive, you know, like trying to find like gold that I missed because it was like before I was born. But this is like it really it really blew my mind. And I was like, damn, like I need to get my head out of the fucking record crates and like, (laughs) you know, see like because it's so innovative and so cool and so interesting. And like the video stuff that went along with it just really like, whoa, like that's special. It's it's very, very cool.
1: And what about you, Alan? Yeah, I had never uh, heard of her at all before uh, you, you had talked about her last week. So I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat as Dana where, like, I just never listen to anything current. Well, not, not, you know, that's not exactly what you said, but that's. That's pretty much true, though. My boat is even though. further sinking. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is like you feel like you're constantly trying to find the the foundation of everything else. Yeah. You know, so you never feel like you, like, I, I still feel like you're never, you feel like you're never done looking through what already happened, that you never kind of catch up to now.
3: Well, that's kind of, like, the unfortunate nature, right? Just, like, statistically, most good music is old, because music is old. Like right. It's, yeah, like, there's yeah. a lot. So... So there is just more old good music than there is new good music purely by numbers. So if you're, like, just trying to find everything, it's easy to get by. Right, and it might also have a
2: lot to do with when, like, we were born, which I'm guessing all of us are early 90s, late 80s. It's, like, the music that we kind of, like, came up on was, like, kind of dog shit (laughs) in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. And, like, we... Were certain... Early two thousands were really bad for music.
1: Yeah, I think why I, I or I, mainstream music, of I should say. Of the three of us, I think. So I think like we all, I think we're all only a couple of years apart. I was born in nineteen ninety
3: two. I'm ninety four. Yeah,
1: oh. and I'm nineteen sixty three. But like we Sorry. we were kind of like coming to age at the beginning of the internet, yeah. where now it was like the first time where all of this music was accessible, so we were like, that was kind of like, also I think what we were conditioned with is like, oh, you can find everything now, so you should go find everything. Yeah. And it's kind of like when we were like 20 years old working at a record store, seeing a bunch of 50-year-old people get excited about something that, to us, we've been waiting a month for, but people have been waiting decades for yeah yeah uh,
3: and i think that's something kind of cool about this album is it feels like within 15 minutes you've gone through so many genres of music yeah. so many like different periods in uh both pop music and rap music and you're just like it's like just a whirlwind tour through this one woman's brain and then also the history oh of my music gosh it like it gives you
2: whiplash but in like a good way
3: yeah and um so i think that's something that like like obviously so she she's a, uh almost exactly like a year younger than me um so but she grew up let's let's talk like background for the album so, so like, before, like who
1: is before we kind of move on from our first impressions kind let me kind of say oh, one sorry. more thing uh, Yeah. I, well, I found it really interesting watching like that it was only 15 minutes for the full album and that it's all like that one long contained video was the companion piece with it because lately i've been going through and watching a lot of the old michael jackson videos that are Mm -hmm. like the opposite where you turn one song into a nine minute long video Mm -hmm. and uh it's really interesting to look at like the difference between what we're talking about we're always focused on is like what used to be and now this is kind of where everything's gone where it went from stretching out that one song into like as long of a piece as you can to fill time on like whatever TV you're going to get on or something. MTV. Or like a VHS. Mm. What, yeah, I don't know why I said whatever TV. <laughs> <is it. MTV>. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever channel is going to play your song. Uh, It was MTV. It, and then now where it's like you're competing for micro spans of attention. Like yeah. TikTok. Well, so and that... Shoving so much more into one piece.
3: Well, I, I that... saw
2: that. Sorry, go ahead.
3: That was actually like... A, a, a very intentional choice with the album was the idea was that each song could be shared in an Instagram story mm-hmm. So like each each part of the video and then the song would be complete So you'd actually get the whole like you'd get exactly what she wanted You'd get like it was her whole vision could be shared like this and not just like a part of a song But then also by that token she's like i'm Like i, I that's something that really stands out like in reading interviews with with tiara that like um like, I was, I think I said before we started the podcast, like, she's been one of the rare people where the more I read of her talking about music, like, her life, the more I like her, whereas <laughs> right. most of the time when we read artists talk, they just get worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just like her so much. It's something that really stands out is her, like, humility. She's really um, not, like, or at least does not seem to be, like, a very ego-driven person. And she's saying, like, uh, I'm this will be like most people's first time hearing me who, why, why would you want to hear 15 tracks by a new person? And they're all like three to four minutes long. It's like, I can show you like, I it's just like a demo reel. Everything I could do, you can listen to it and you get a feel for that in a short amount of time. Like you don't have to like go through like six different, like the amount of genres she covers. It's not like you have to listen to, well, to really hear what she can do. You have to listen to these three hour, three hour long albums. It's like, it's exactly what she wanted to say. Who she is, all these sides of her. It's and it's done in 15 minutes, and it's like that was uh, really. It, it is like like you'll listen to Thriller, be in like all nine minutes of it because it's Michael Jackson, right? Like you're coming to it because of the name. She's like, I don't have a name. No one knows who I am. I'm gonna sh- try to actually show you why you should like me, and like and it is working, which is so cool and really. To do something so, i was just
2: gonna say to like break the mold of like what you should do like what songs are and like be like okay like well i my three minute song like maybe i can try and like share like a reel of it to instagram or whatever and like people will hear some of it but like to just mm-hmm. be like no fuck that like i know what's going on here like in terms of like social media and like how things are shared around and how people make names for themselves these days like fuck your formula i'm just gonna drop this minute-long song and like i know everybody's gonna see it and share it around and like boom here Mm -hmm. we are you know a couple years later and she's nominated for a grammy and you know has all the
1: all this accolade now and that takes so much like focus too and precision to trim your idea down to just that within that boundary
3: and that's what like she was saying it's not like this is what like like it was like a project and like it was something that she worked at. Like it, it's, it's almost harder to work within, within restraints. Like I said, like that, like it is so such a restraint of them. Cause it, it is not traditional song structure really. Like it is, and it isn't, but like, like she, cause that's something that I think really impresses me about this. album. Is they do feel like they're short, but they don't feel incomplete.
2: Right. Definitely.
3: And it's like because she like they all have like a hook and verses yep. within a minute. It's like really cool, but really uncommon. Like, like yeah. And they, yeah. It, I don't know. So I just I I'm getting like pr- like I really am in awe of. It her. takes us
2: forty <laughs> minutes to start talking about the album we're trying to talk about. So like <laughs> trying <laughs> to think of like doing anything creative and then like whittle it down to a minute like and then do that yes, 15 times way. like it's it's crazy it, it really is fascinating
3: yeah so i think like it's fun to like i guess then like kind of dive into like how this album came to be like who she is um, but if we have any other like thoughts real like that you guys like, no, I don't let's wanna, dive in i don't want to be they'll like,
2: they'll come up i i, I don't I'll ever lecture. feel censored here so
3: <laughs> yeah so um well I guess like something that I thought was cool that I wasn't really expecting is like, I mean, I mostly just picked this album cause I, I, I love it and I just like, thought it'd be fun to do kind of like a left turn and something happy. We've, we've picked like really um, dark albums. Sorry. It's a part. really nice right.
2: change of pace from like all the it's old that, ma- mostly we white. Morning,
3: <laughs> we got dark, now we're having a good yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also yeah, we haven't done any, any female fronted albums we've had or like modern on... albums
2: really i mean charles bradley yeah but as we talked about he's Char- like but even you
3: know... yeah like that is modern but it sounds like
2: totally <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah so um yeah so like i i, I guess like in some level i just was like kind of conscious of trying to do like a left turn and then the more i listened to it the more it like i could see the connections with like everything we'd done like the idea of like with like electric warrior like that kind of blend of the commercial and the artistic like it is very calculating to make it shareable to make it this uh, multimedia thing to like be thoughtful of like how to reach people without compromising that like artistic vision it is re- and so like that reminded me of electric warrior then like she's like really into like seeing what she can do with their voice and so that kind of reminded me of like ray davis going into all those voices on arthur and then the whole production and like the looking for like childhood uh i thought reminded me a lot of smile of like going back to like these things that inspired um brian wilson's childhood like this album is very much concerned with like using nostalgia and like re- revisit because it. it is it's called like whack world and like it's her really trying to show you who she is uh and like a lot of that comes from like exploring these like childhood themes and that reminded me a lot of, of smile especially like the idea of it all being like kind of one long song um and oh i wanted to play this i didn't know if you guys caught this like i kind of found this out by accident because like i just like let it play on a loop but i think it's really neat that i don't if you catch the last song really does kind of seamlessly f- flow back into the first song really? i don't
0: know wow i think i think it's really
3: it's really neat so i'm gonna play real quick because again like that's a nice thing is it is only a minute each this is the last song and then i'm gonna play it back into the first song
0: i was lost till i found my way Uh, you can never say i love you too it sounds a day i had no gps when I was sick, ain't nobody go to CBS. <laughs> they just wanna see me stressed. They do wanna see me blessed. They cannot took away what I work for. I know that I am worth. Oh, 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 oh.
3: It just like it really just keeps looping endlessly in a really neat way. Wow, isn't that cool? Like I, I just that like, is really cool. I and I, I, I'm sure it's intentional. But even if it isn't, it's just like it feels like that's like the continuity of like her vision for it. And mm. um, but, but like so yeah, like that idea kind of of what Smile was supposed to be that like it could be all like one long thing. You can like you could like start it at any point. So like I could like all these like things that are. Like kind of i wasn't even expecting like all these connections to like pop up and and this is just an album i love it's really cool to like see it yeah i
2: wasn't either because like you know it's just so different from the ones that we've we've talked about and it's it's very different from stuff that you know like i said i i don't really listen to a lot of new music and like definitely not a lot of hip-hop music either but i don't know i just like I felt like it was very I'm so glad that you picked this one because it there's a lot to talk about here for sure
3: Mm -hmm. and then what I was really not expecting was I I kind of I when I picked it I thought it was going to be very like kind of like a left turn from Charles Bradley and that like he had such like late success and she's so young and so I thought like oh you know like in my head I'm like well I, I don't want there to like I want to champion this now while she's young. I don't want people like like someone like Charles like I, like that shouldn't happen. That someone that talented is has to go through so much before they find success. So like I was very conscious of like um like being like yeah I I I because I felt a little bit nervous honestly of like I am the whitest <laughs> guy in the world. I'm like I don't know if I'm like qualified to talk about this and. Maybe I'm not but at at the end of the day it's just something I love so much that I just really wanted to share it but I didn't realize until like I was like reading about her life that she actually has had like a kind of weird like parallels to Charles Bradley like it does seem like 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 she you wouldn't guess from this like really like funny uh, like bubbly personality that like she's had like a hard life and like worked her ass off to get to this point and she's only 25 now and it's like yeah so it, it almost did like just even solidify it more like yeah let, let, let's celebrate this accomplishment it's really cool and it's hard earned and it's it's um unique it like does not sound like anything else um so yeah so uh she's 25 she was born in uh 95 uh born in philly and she had a single mom so again like weird parallel to char charles that like one of her parents just like up and left and that like gets referenced on the album um but uh her mom though unlike charles's mom <laughs> her mom it seems like the sweetest woman and like <laughs> she uh i, I think tiara's got a uh a couple younger siblings like, one or two but her mom like they worked, they lived in like the projects of Philly, North Philadelphia. And she was uh, a nurse's assistant, like kind of put herself through nursing school while raising all these kids. And like, just like whenever she had extra money, her goal was always to like move her kids to like, they kept like trying to get to like slightly nicer houses to get out of the projects. And her mom was just really unselfish, really supportive of her kids. And like, just, uh, and, and I found like a really just sweet quote. because like tiara is always like talking about how much she loves her mom and it's like it's just really sweet and she says like like someone asked her like like oh are you proud of what you've like accomplished now that this album's a success and you've got like a grammy and she's just like i'm most proud of making my mom happy really because she gave me life and she supported me so i want to be able to give back to her And it's just like Aww. yeah it's just like That's again so sweet like yeah like the more interview like she only becomes cooler <laughs> than tiara um but um then her mom also like introduced her to rap it's just really she was like saying like she would like go to like the car wash with like her was like single mom and they'd just be like blasting like jay-z and biggie like she's like her mom was, she's like my mom likes really like gangster rap and like so like that's how she first discovered that and like when you hear um when you hear her like really rap like because the album is a mix of like rapping and singing and she said that was like a very conscious thing that like she didn't want to be put in a box she wanted to just do what kind of comes out of her when she hears the music and like whatever that would be she'd follow it like whatever impulse it would take but like when she raps like she can rap like she like spits like Uh, definitely she can rap like really fast and really intricately and um so you can really hear that influence of like from like just a young age just like absorb and she's i think she described herself as that she's like i'm just a sponge like i suck in everything and she's like so you do get that that um that like real like almost old school like just about the rapping and like showing off like the 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 intricacy of the and the speed of how she raps is so that's a lot from her her mom's influence and then um Growing up, uh, she this was something I talk about not feeling qualified. I did not really appreciate this element till I was reading uh, more about it. That uh, a big, really cool thing about Tierra finding success is uh, that, she, according to like some like hip hop like um, columns that I've been reading, like she's really basically uh, the first, like. Really dark-skinned woman to be championed in like mainstream hip hop since Missy Elliott. Like, and I had, you know, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm learning. I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert on things. But like, I like then like going. We can back hear and, like, the
2: fear in your voice to yeah, talk about this. Really, it's
1: really funny,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I like, like colorism wasn't something that I knew a lot about before. Like leaving my white home my very white hometown so like to hear that like she really had like she talked about this in some interviews that um like she would be made fun of like she went to like a predominantly white school so then white kids would not be nice to her but then she'd be made fun of by like black kids because she had really dark skin and it's just like i it's something that you don't see in like mainstreaming. and i like it, it is a very um kind of uh 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 insidious kind of layer to racism like that there's this colorism and like the black celebrities that are almost like allowed into like mainstream cross um uh like mainstream markets tended to be light-skinned like that's who yeah. white audiences are willing to embrace
0: yep. Yep.
3: Uh, and so uh, I I, I want to be conscious like, and, like, really celebrate her. Like, I feel like this is something that um, a lot of, like, the reviews will be like, oh, she's a great female rapper. It's like, no, she's just, like, a great rapper. But then also by that token, like, I see, like, Missy Elliott get brought up a lot when talking about Tiara. And uh, I think Missy is a good comparison because, again, like, she broke through color barriers of, like, like actually being like a a dark-skinned woman and then also because to be compared to Missy Elliott it it's not like female in that sense is like uh uh diminishing what you're accomplishing because Missy Elliott is simply one of the best rappers of all time it's like she's just like actually uh so it's more like I think that it's so weird that we have these really talented female rappers but we do like almost put them in a separate category than male rappers, but Missy and Lauren Hill, um, they're some of they're two of at least like the greatest, most influential uh, rappers of all time, and so like, I think like that uh, T.R.A. is like in a, in a very proud lineage there, and then sure. um, they also I think are good uh, comparisons because they were very innovative production-wise. Like I think people. Don't really know that because it became so much of what modern hip hop sounds like is uh, derived from Super Duper Fly, which is Missy Elliott's first album like the production. That's like really one of the first albums that Timbaland produced like he was a really big. Um, like Good close friend with Missy Elliott and they were like creative partners before her success like and again just how hard it is to break into things if you're a, a woman in hip-hop like missy elliott was like writing songs for other people she was performing a ton and um then she does this album and like then that Timbaland production basically becomes the sound of modern hip-hop for like a, like, a, like a 10 year period like he produces right. just the timberlake he produces and it's all from this so
0: can I just
2: say? I just want to add really quickly. Like we we talked about, you know how like the the fact that like uh, like really dark skinned women like don't you know they aren't. You said something like the audiences aren't or are less receptive to the white audiences, but I think it's important to note that I I I feel like it's uh it's it's record company executives that think like she's too dark. Like our white audiences like won't get into it or like even like with a female rapper it's like ah like she's a girl like uh, i don't think that like our our you know rap audience which like you would at the time when like hip-hop was coming up was like mostly male and mostly black i'm sure but yeah definitely black but mostly male like record executives being like it could like let's not even try it it won't it won't translate we can't and and like same with you know being like a, a very dark-skinned black woman it's being like oh, she's that's too black you know for our
3: yeah. for our white
2: audience or white I think dollars it is,
3: yeah that's a good uh point to make that it is uh these percent pull that sound clip <laughs>
1: What's that? Oh, no, just to have that separately oh. of you saying she's too dark skinned for
3: our
0: white no! families. No! <laughs> yeah,
3: we're talking about our podcast that is just our white families. <laughs> That's yeah. our audience. Uh, I think the success of this album, it does show that, like, these things that were thought of as, like, it, it it is record companies deciding these things of, like, oh, this is what people will accept. And then, really, if it's a good song, it works like for the most part Mm -hmm. like people will embrace things that are not what people expect and tiara does so many things that are so um i mean actually like this whole album is just not what a record company would put out like it is so much her vision and i think that was very conscious um that she was like i i want to do this my way and like that's I mean, I'm pretty sure that's actually the hook on one of the songs is I do I can make my I can make it my own way and it it is that and it's so wonderful to see the reception be like yeah no um, people like this there's something receptive it's joyful it, it it is different and people like that like people don't want to hear the same thing and but um, and some an interesting thing too. Like again, like just the way uh, I think mainstream media production—the way we treat our female rappers—is really shitty. Like we don't focus on how good they are at rapping. Like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and Megan Thee Stallion—probably the most prominent female rappers that like to really, at least for white audiences that have like broken through—are all very good rappers and that's not what people talk about when they talk about like their um like videos it's like it's always about the the sexual elements right and like that's what becomes like the 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 story around WAP like not that they actually are dropping really good punchlines. like that they're like they're good writers they're good performers they're good but it becomes so much about uh gender politics it becomes about the issues of the white commentators not the actual talents of the black women and it's like if a man could rap that well their success would be a lot higher they wouldn't be focused on the looks to the same extent and uh, I, I pulled a funny thing that I wanted to share that just like when WAP came out of like like Ben Shapiro it's just like It stands for wet ass P word. And like, just like all this, all this, all this like upset about this song and like about black women being sexual. Then I just found this song from like the 20s that's awesome. Just like way It's just such a wild double standard that like we talk about, um, if a woman wants to like talk about her own sexuality and rap about it, it's a news story where we let people like ben shapiro talk about it and get paid so much money with so little knowledge uh, and that uh, it's just not true of music that music before this was any less sexual <laughs> or any less like the idea that like the british invasion bands were this pure thing and like white rock and roll that's good and pure it's like fucking, are you even listening to the words like <laughs> I'd right well because it's of...
2: not it's less about the music right and more about like no like they're these people yeah. trying to have and, some and, success and, like uh, i don't think so
3: and it comes down to like like the parental advisory stickers that like uh mm-hmm. the zappa because uh, we always look for a zappa connection you fought against that. It. like it's not so dipper. goofy that we didn't start parental advisory stickers until hip-hop starts becoming commercially viable it's Funny. incredibly racist because you'll never see a parental advisory sticker on Exile on Main Street, but they say fuck uh, three or four times. You don't see it on London Calling. They say fuck. Like it's like, it's any, any, Just Stroman says he who fucks nuns will later join the church. Like, it's not just fuck it, it's nun fucking. And that (laughs) doesn't get a parental advisory sticker because we just let white men say whatever. And so it it is, when we look at these uh, outrage, it is, it's just another barrier that you have to overcome like it's not enough to be talented it's not enough to be more talented than um other people and so like for uh i wanted to play this real quick, just because it's, it's so funny that this is from the 20s, and we act like music used to be more pure. I
0: like to pet,
3: oh, and whatever. every evening we get set, I stroke it every chance I get it's my girl's pussy held <laughs> the plays and never purrs, and I love the thoughts it stirs, but I don't mind because it's it hers. It's my girl's pussy often it goes out at night, it at break of dawn no matter what the weather's like, it it's always nice and warm. Yeah, so where's the outrage there? Like, where's the Ben Shapiro's of the world? Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's
2: fucking amazing. Also, it's what, who? Wild. Who? What song is that?
3: It's I... called P- Pussy. <laughs> by Harry oh, Roy Pussy. and Bat Club Boys. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so I just think, again, the amount of barriers there are to be, uh, uh, in music in general and then within hip hop is relatively new so like all the barriers that are there for any genre but to be a woman to be a black woman to be a dark-skinned black woman there's a lot of barriers to your success that are so out of your control and they uh, it is a and like i i guess all of this is to say that those are like legitimate barriers like there are forces in play unfortunately it's, it's sure. not like I'm I'm certainly not uh, in agreement with it, but just that, so for this album to um, really reach a lot of people and on totally its own merits and totally um, her personality, like it was a big gamble, a big weird thing. And it is really awesome to see it get embraced, like end up on like, I forget how many, year end lists from like major magazines pitchfork it's like mostly in the top 10 albums of 2018 for like npr pitchfork exclaim noisy dazed it's number one on those two so it's like this is really just like
2: damn that's pretty huge for npr like possibly the whitest organization i can imagine (laughs) to be like okay (laughs) this slaps
3: exactly like so i i guess like i again i don't know that i am the most qualified person but i wanted to just like take a moment in like it's a big part of her story that she's had to deal with this uh discrimination absolutely
2: and And it's one of the first lines on the album right is it not it's like
3: uh would have blown up overnight if i was white right yeah and she would have like look at taylor swift's look like taylor swift is talented i i don't want to knock her but like when she started as like a teenager those are songs clearly written by a teenager. They're good, but they are not deep songs. And then to go, she did blow up overnight. Like she went from being, and she has these like rabid loyal fans and she's not doing anything nearly as innovative as this album. It's good, but it's not new. It's just like a good country song. And she blew the fuck up. And like, that's just like, that option is so rarely there for, a young woman of color like it, it just and that's actually so this is a great transition is that did almost happen to tiara is she did go viral as a teenager and so that's like i want to share that is that this is like so funny um so she's growing up in philly and she's getting really rap. um uh she said that like her biggest influence really in like there's a track named after it is like dr seuss like she's just loved rhyming and poetry since uh, she was a kid and like this is also really cool is that she used to uh, submit assignments like just regular assignments would always be in rhyming couplets like she she would just wow. she just like has been and again like that support from her mom like her mom like went out and got her like composition notebooks and she's like she started buying them in bulk just so she wouldn't have to keep going to the store because she kept filling like, these composition notebooks and so she's like steadily through elementary middle school like really just writing all the time and then she was driving with her mom and she recognized uh some people on the street were filming something for a hip-hop blog that she recognized around philly and her mom's like well go rap for them and her she's like what she's like like, she's like you're just as good as those guys go rap for them so she's, (laughs) she's 15 her mom basically pushes her out of the car and then she makes this clip and i'm gonna share now and it's really cute if you have the visual. He's just like a kid, but um, I think the audio really would speak for itself.
0: Oh well, my Oh, yeah. and we got a few that. Hey yo! Go right, oh, Let them know your name, huh? Yeah, I you My it. name's uh, Tierra. I'm from uh, Tierra. Yeah. Uh,
2: they
0: call me Diesel. T dizzle <laughs> <laughs> Hey yo! Look. They copping me sloppily, please approach me properly. Property used to be poverty. Now I'm taking all your money like
2: robberies. You're damn wrong if you think you're hot as me. Some say it's hitting lottery, but honestly, it's honestly pottery. You need to stop slipping if you plan on stopping me. Stoppin' see, my flow is all chocolatey. I'm guaranteed a record
0: deal. on top near Lawrence Hill. You wet, so many Tierra feel Ill. Rapping is my destiny, especially for these sisterectomies that be testing me. You're defting me. You're not hearing what I'm sharing. I'm like a non-caring parent. I'm not kidding. just whatever I'm spitting written getting bitten I'm still sickening my flow was on dookie booties the chocolate smoothies they tried to move me Tastella, I'm groovy excuse me I swear I'm so fine too wise. they screaming oh my!" but you know I never go by yo holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, shit yeah that's a 15 wow. year
3: old uh like young <laughs> young woman and just uh so much of who she is is already like there she can totally. rap fast She could make punchlines that she's funny. She's fucking funny. She's funny,
2: smart. Like that's that is wild. That gave me goosebumps watching that. Yeah, she she
3: she changes up her flow, which is really cool. That like within like one thing, uh, it's, she changes like that's not a pellet, but it's it's very musical. Like she she changes up the beat and the flow, uh, and the rhyme scheme, uh, constantly. And she goes into voices like that's a it's just it's so cool. That you see so much is already there at a young age and then so this does no wonder
2: by 25 she was like way up here right like i mean that is like she she really was born to do that
1: well it's crazy to think like um you know she just walked up and did that and everyone instantly was behind her because it was so good Mm -hmm. and when you talk about all the barriers someone like her has to go through uh because she's like a dark-skinned black woman it's Crazy, because it's never, it's never. That's never why people are into the music. It's because it's so good, and it's like that standard that exists only exists for a gatekeeper that yep. has no reason to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when you can see something like this, where it's just her walking up to a group of people that would appreciate good rap, yeah, that it just connects immediately.
3: Yeah, like they'd... that. It
1: just like stuff like this, just kind of really. It points so ins- out the insane fallacy and like pointlessness of, uh, I guess record executives in general, or just any, any gatekeeper.
0: gatekeeper yeah. yeah.
3: So this this blows up like it goes viral, but then it, I, I think it speaks to the uh the like the difference between Tierra like uh, uh a uh, Taylor Swift, is she gets followers, she gets like success within Philly no money comes out of it like that's what she says it's like she starts becoming like a pretty respected battle rapper at this point like she's going out she's doing like radio things um she is finding a a degree of success but she she says like she got really burnt out doing this because there's being the best battle rapper in philly does not translate to a record deal or in her uh words like she wasn't really being herself because someone told her like oh you got to rap about like gangster stuff like that's what's selling right now and she's like that's not who i am and that's but she she was a good writer so she could do it and she could do it better than everyone else like she was crushing people in these battle raps. but there it there isn't people um yeah there isn't the there isn't the springboards from there you can be the best at something right and it doesn't translate necessarily to uh, financial success or um, like job security. Cause again, battle rapping, you're only as good as your last battle. It's, it is, and so I think that that really burnt her out. So then uh, her and her mom and her family moved to Atlanta and they actually leave Philly right when she's like kind of blowing up and she stops like rapping for a bit. She's finishes high school. And she doesn't go to college. She works at a car wash and saves up. Uh, she's writing constantly, but like she saves up on her, on her, does it all on her own. Um, working at this car wash in Atlanta, so it's like down south, and like you have to be. She talks about working at this car wash. It's, like she's the only girl on the line, and like it's hot as fuck. Like it's it's like, it's summertime in Atlanta, and so you ha- but you have to be like wearing like you know, you can't wear like shorts or like a car. Like you have to be like dressed up like, cause you're going to be covered in uh, water and, like doing all this like manual labor. And she's just, she's like instantly, like, she's just driven. Like she works her ass off. Like she knows it's hard, but like, it's like an opportunity. There aren't a lot of women there. So she like makes like a ton of tips and like she just works her ass off and buys herself a laptop and starts, uh, laying down all her own, um, raps and like starts doing that so then when she comes back to philly as like a young adult she's got like roughly two years worth of raps on a laptop and she's just like i need to find a producer and that's when she meets the guy who doesn't produce every track on the album but he produces most of them and he's the um like executive producer of the album with tiara and also her manager like I, i think i found a clip of him sorry i lost my um my screen with the tabs but uh i found a cute clip of them like they just they feel like really like symbiotic this guy uh, Kennedy sims is also her manager and producer this is like a super short clip but it's just so sweet watching them like to work it? together it
2: literally just be what your idea is and figuring out a way to like get into the world what's up i'm Kennedy, producer and manager for troy Wack. How I'm involved now, Tierra's career, is that I'm the middleman between her and the world.
0: If
2: you have something that's groundbreaking or innovative, you know, stick to it. In order to like break through, you have to bear through to get to anything that's gonna be great.
3: Yeah, I just thought that was super cute. That it's like again, like the lack of ego, like they know that they're talented and they're just like, we're gonna do it our way. And they working together, and it's really sweet that they found each other and are on like such the same page and uh i like again not to diminish the actual just like it's easy with someone like tiara i think to be like look at all this raw talent but like i don't want to diminish like the hard work so like when she moved back to philly she was homeless for like three months just grinding uh moving from couch to couch she had all this like rap that she'd worked on in atlanta and uh then she like it you know it worked out she found this guy who would would make beats for her that like she liked and then like they have this really fruitful partnership that i believe is still going like she's really effusive of him and um it's just really sweet to like have found like a partner in crime basically like just someone who's really on the same page and it's really cool like listening to when they decided like they produced some stuff like a few singles before under her own name, not under Dizzle Dizz, on her on SoundCloud, and so they were getting some buzz at least within Philly. She was still working a day job when she dropped this album, which is really, uh, again, it's uh, wild. Not to yeah, about.
2: you know, a lot of the interviews that I that I watched with her, like, in to get ready to talk about this, it was like, people are like, "So like, you're kind of a big deal now," and she's like, "Isn't that crazy?" Like. Isn't that wild? (laughs) Like, I can't believe it. Like, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I think at one point, (laughs) one of my favorite things, she's like, yeah, people have to remind me that I did a song with Beyonce. Like it didn't feel like like a dream. (laughs) And like, and she's just like a really hard worker. And and like, again, so much raw talent, but also like, uh, she's got that drive. Like, yeah, it's a really deserved success. Yeah. Yeah
0: absolutely
3: and but it's great that like they found each other her this uh producer Canadian sims and she, something i really liked about the production i think we normally like start with this but i, I kind of wanted to build up to like, this like because i think her story is really cool and really inspirational um but like i liked that what like they would do is he would fiddle around with a beat she would catch like inspiration then he would just let her be alone in a room for like 45 to 50 minutes like he would just like it's so cool to be like such like a hands-off producer like he's good like, they would work together until they had something that she like she's like i like this i like it i like the vibe something's connected it's very stream of consciousness like when she talks about her um, process but like i like that this guy like really believes in her and it like, gives her the time in space to like just figure out the track and like what she's uh what's inspiring her in it like it's she talks it is very free associative for something that holds together so well like um yeah so i i don't know maybe now is a good time to talk about about the album because like i love her talking about her influences because it's like she's like yeah i love like the wiggles and dr seuss and then like yeah jay-z like this is like i like so hard rap (laughs) eminem missy and like so and it does have that mix of like childlike wonder and i think that's like something that i really identify with in this album is that like she because you're a
2: 10 year old boy
3: i'm a 10 year old boy (laughs)
2: because i'm
3: just a little boy i'm just a little boy who loves Vegetables and minerals, <laughs> don't we <laughs> all? Vitamins? But I think I, I think like again, like even though like the life experience is very different, I have not had to <laughs> overcome like a fraction of like the challenges that were along the way, and I don't have frankly any of the talent either. But uh, just like when she talks about her brain, it's like, I think that's something a lot of comedians can relate to. Is it feels like a brain where uh inspiration can come from everywhere the mood changes a lot and it's just like like the goal of the album was like she said she wanted to share her world and like she's like sometimes i am happy and then the next minute i'm really sad and it's like there is like that like the the tone is always shifting and inspiration comes from all these different places that are like not necessarily what our normal topics for rap is it so personal to her and then because it's so personal it's weirdly i think more universal i think we can all at least like weird creative types (laughs) can relate to like your mind racing and like you don't have control over your own emotions and you don't know what's going to inspire you and I, i i found a real connection to the the flagrant weirdness of the album and I think that's really special just like this she was not doing like gangster rap she wasn't doing what was she's there's very few mentions of sex on the album really it's not what is like thought of as traditionally commercial rap topics it's she's rapping about um things that matter to her, but also like just like each song i feel like there's like or almost every song has like uh, a metaphor reference where like all the metaphors are rooted in one theme for whatever else she's talking about like cable guy is about like a bad relationship but it's all tv references really like smartly done uh bugs life there's uh it's a reference to her allergy to <laughs> bugs but then it's also oh my like, god
2: that video fucked me up
3: yeah, that
2: one's that one's, <laughs> that, one's
3: that, that was fucked up. That one's fucked up, it's also like again, like the idea of like this is so personal, but like that kind of humility. You don't actually see her real face till the third track in the video. It's it's very artistically um, bold. She's really taking risks for, um, and it's it's so cool. It's like it. This is so not a normal debut album, and I love it so much more for that. But like. Yeah, I think that's like really cool writing that like there is this like theme for each song and that Tends to be where her like similes and metaphors come off that theme and then it's actually about another thing Um, So pet cemetery I miss my dog. That's about her friend was a fellow uh, and she references she Does say him by name in a a different track, but her friend like Halikuo quo Was another rapper in Philly who died like unexpectedly and like that's a big thing that kind of hangs over the album, but she dresses things up in metaphors like this like she's like yeah like what like what it feels very like what what can i do off this theme of tv what can i like it's uh, board games uh is one like whole song on it um
2: that was uh, one of my favorites i think
3: i love yeah. silly, silly sam i think is maybe my favorite because it's got such a uh, an old school like doo-wop beat to it which again like that like going through uh different genres and like different like moments in history and i think there's also like a little bit of lauren hill in there because like lauren hill's uh, great song do up that thing and then like so there's like it is like there's like all these fun connections throughout history and like that she's like playing with that and then being totally herself and so it's it's so cool that like anything randomly can become a whole song and a whole part of this world and it feels so organic and so fucking cool uh so I, I just love that and i love like watching I, I love that like she's like invited us to see how her brain works like that's so exciting to me and it, it is just really cool and uh, she says uh i i'm sorry i forgot that i wasn't sharing the screen is that she said she wanted to capture authentic moods and then this is a direct quote my moods are like a roller coaster it's hard for me to feel just one way all the time and then she says like and so, like that's a big part of like the tones. Like, there's jokes in sad songs. There's sad beats. Uh, it it's all within this 15 minute span, and I I really like that. That it is so personal,
1: it it really human, and honest.
3: Yeah, and that that's also uh,
1: kind of takes away like any bit of front.
3: Yeah, it's so it's, bare. There's
1: nothing worse than that yeah and like the amount of music with like a front to it that's not just completely open like this is
3: right and then even even when she is like doing voices and stuff like that's like it feels like when she is doing like a character like it's almost more open because she's like this is like how my br- like i feel like this character sometimes i feel like like these characters are actually a part of herself as opposed to like 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 uh, like when Ghost Face is like, now I'm Tony Stark, Iron Man. It's just like that's just like something he thought was cool. Like I don't think it's like like a part of his like personality. It's just like it'd be kind of cool to do like a take on Marvel. Like so it's like it's not. I think uh MF Doom maybe is yeah. actually a, a good. Yeah, I was thinking um, that too. A good jumping point because his use of characters is also more about sharing who he actually is without sharing who he is, and it's really cool and um also i think mf doom and uh and, and uh, ween ween that, uh, that was a uh, that was something about the like the second to last song dr seuss where she shift pitches her voice wildly from like this high-pitched voice oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I let's see if i can find the quote sorry uh fuck i don't know if i can find it right away but she had a, a thing about she was she, she yeah she used to get so bored with her voice, and it started when she was a class clown, and I realized it's kind of funny. It's bad, because sometimes I still do it. Like, I'll hear someone, they have a funny-ass voice, and I'll mock it. But that's rude. So I'll have <laughs> to do it somewhere alone and mock the voice to, like, get it out, and I know I can do that voice. <laughs> 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 and so, like, that's, like, it feels like she is just, like, playing around with what she can do with her voice, and that's what... Um, uh, Gene Ween has said about like their pitch shifting like someone's uh, I yeah. think Mark Marin asked like were you like embarrassed by your voice he's like no I just thought it was cool I like the sound of it I like seeing what I can do with my voice and it, it feels yeah. again like so playful like this like it feels like you're really seeing the side of her even though it's like actively obscuring her voice <laughs> right? it's like more authentic I mean
1: it's the same reason we you know you watch a movie or read a fiction book it's like just seeing something real play out in the character is almost easier to relate to yeah
2: yeah and in her case I feel like it's like you know it's 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 mask on because like I'm doing a voice I'm doing a character or whatever but it's really more mask off because like if you're you know dropping this debut album and you're like I'm sure you know people were like ah you gotta like find your thing and then give people that thing when like that probably is, in a lot of cases, how you find success, but, like, that's not what she was interested in. She, well, not to say that's not all, something she wasn't interested in, but it's, like, that it was more important for her to, like, get out, like, her creative side, like, all of these different facets of, like, her uh, creative personality. It was more important to get that out rather than to, like, make this, like, nice little deliverable package for, for an audience that might or might not ever come.
3: Yeah, and I, I, I think um, there's also something about like, with, when she's doing characters, they're not like, they're not like tough guys or like cool ladies. That's like, she's going goofy. And, she's I, going like,
0: goofy.
3: I, and I love that, I love these big swings that she just does like a country song in the middle of this album. That like, was and,
2: a left turn that I was not expecting. I was like, damn, like, what can't she do?
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's just so funny and um, there's a, a comedian from Boston, uh, Sam Jay, who's, like, really, her Netflix special is so funny. But uh, she's a, a queer woman of color, and she has a great bit about, like, Jaden Smith, but she's just saying, like, there just aren't enough, like, black weirdos for kids. like like And, like, that's, like, such a thing. That is not allowed in mainstream mm-hmm. media like like there are there are roles that people are expected to fit in like a gatekeeper society and tiara shatters that she is just being so herself whatever that inspiration follows and i just think it, i think that's like again as unqualified as i am to talk about the identity stuff of this i think it must be really exciting to see someone get to do things you've never seen a person get to do that looks like you and i think that's got to be just like a really wonderful element of this because it's it's i mean as just a weird guy it's great to see someone be weird but like if you i've seen a lot of like white guys be weird like you know i yeah. have that but it's it's great it's it, it, it like that's not i don't think unique to rap i i don't think you see the weirdos succeed like this like it's usually uh, like you don't see uh, a lot of um like goofball like i'm just gonna like
1: and if you do it's gonna be a guy
3: yeah yeah there's that expectation that like a woman has to like if she's gonna be weird she also has to be hot like it right. has to be like that <laughs> like that's yeah. like that like kate bush like you she's weird, me this
1: without sex What?
2: <laughs> there's um there's a line in uh that show uh party down where i forget i forget what her her name is but the actress that plays the the main girl in this show she's like i'm so sick of playing funny but fuckable waitress or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah
3: yeah. it 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 is like this expectation that like and then i like that tiara right off the bat uh does not show show you what she looks like for so long it opens with her uh in, in a hood that it has a face painted on it and it's like it's such a great visual to open the visual part of the album the like the hood with the face I mean very... all
2: the visuals are just stunning it's like it, it really is like an incredible piece of art
3: it, it is straight up art like it's great video yeah. art um, it's ve- and like it's also cool that she's like worked really uh, there's um, let me see who else I want to give like proper credit to the visual album but uh the people that directed it fuck well it yeah like i suck is it
2: not on the wikipedia
3: no it's i have the actual like album open where's that no i don't okay (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so like but like like so like there were there were like other directors and like cinematographers but she worked really closely with them yeah so it's Duvernot and Matthew Leger so like there were like actual like visual artists working on it and it's cool uh we found like this really sweet interview with her and David Byrne which is such a a funny musical connection that is so fitting that I would never have made that like he also like you know talking heads were all visual artists first like they they met at RISD and like the visual was such a big part of it and also like kind of like this is not doing what like a hip-hop debut is supposed to do like they were not what the punks were doing like they were playing in punk right. so like, i feel like there is this weird kinship between her and this like 65 year old
2: oh yeah uh, i mean you read the interview and it's like he's crazy about her and i would never have guessed that um just from what i've read about david byrne in the past i've, I've never met him myself but i just i wasn't uh, i
0: wasn't uh, was, no, uh, david oh uh, we go david. way back
2: we go way back baby uh, he loves when i call him davy um just the fact that he was like so like inspired by her and not like i mean it's david Byrne, you know he's like he's kind of like a whole nother level to like old white guys Creativity. who love oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who love music and um even the the rolling stone interviewer in that interview is like david like what can you tell tiara about being successful and he's like was, uh i don't think i need to tell her anything about being successful i think she's got it you know that yeah. was
1: a wild part of the interview yeah the when the inter- when the rolling stone person would pipe in and could be like well, you are the most useless person in the room <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> <Sir? laughs> but uh, what it, he asked another like just dumb question dumb ass <sighs> dumb shit question
3: I mean, Some dumb we, we dug our rolling stone a lot
0: <laughs>
1: no i i think i i think we took most of that out of that episode Just personally in rolling our own lives we so though. yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. but um it's uh, yeah but he asks her at one point if she was a visual artist at at any point and it's really interesting that she wasn't but like the visuals She's got such a cool eye like whenever she performs her outfits are really interesting and like everything builds into the like the 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 whole entertainment package. I don't know totally. there's got to be a better phrasing than what I just said, but um, <laughs> but it is it is so thoughtful. She is really thoughtful with the visuals and she works really hard to design that. And she says like that it's almost hard for her to finish a song unless she has a visual in her head. And so it makes sense uh, in a way that it is so good, but it's, it's, it's also just crazy that she's kind of like an autodidact in that field that it's just like her natural, like eye for things. And I I found like, like some funny interviews where she talks about like what clothes she likes and she's like, yeah, yeah. Like that. She just has always liked weird stuff and like, she was always a bit of a tomboy. And that's even what that song uh, Hungry Hippos is about. I, uh that's the like he likes my diamonds about like how she's always such a tomboy that she ends up like dressing the guy because like her clothes look like, (laughs) like like that she's like got his style down more it's just like a really funny song and uh uh but uh she was saying that like when like other girls would be like they'd like that like, like in the interview they go to like a thrift store there's like other oh, girls would be like oh i look at this like oh, i like these shoes and she's like yeah, i like the one with the wheels on them like <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, well,
2: that's fucking sick <laughs> and,
3: around and now this. and it's just funny that like now people are like we love your visuals we love your style and it's like probably something that she was teased about for like most of her life like dressing like weird and like liking all this weird shit and uh it's it, 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 it's really uh, something kind of special that like everything comes together, I think in this, in this film um, that goes with it. Like she really, but again, like uh, like the first two tracks are not, you don't really see her face for so long. So it's such a, it is such like a, an A commercial move. Like she's not showing how like sexy she can be. She's just like, I want you to, view me as an artist like first it is like look at the colors look at the theme look at the listen to the words and like yeah and by like kind of establishing that like dream logic right off the bat with this hood that has her face painted on it you're like oh this is like a weird cartoon world and now you're almost like off the bat you're like okay anything is gonna happen like it it has like a dream logic that like each line is referencing a nail but clearly that's like way, way too many fingers <laughs> like, <laughs> like like, like so it is so funny like to establish the dream logic right away
2: here can we can we listen to this since we have sure. 50 seconds left
0: beating my open mail this ship here won't sail I uh. believe i'm gonna sail uh. if i just be myself I'm ahead of your tails, red paint on my nails. Keep shit to myself. Listen to myself. Writing bars in my cell. rice next to my kale, Shirt holy like grail. This tip for my health. My name whack bells. Yes, I've changed like whales. I'm doing so well. So I say oh well. I don't tell no tales. Should've spent time and yell. Bitch, shut up, don't yell. Yeah, boy, take this ale.
3: Yeah. And then, like, when she does reveal her face, for if you're not watching it, like, she's got, like, a big bug bite because the song is, like, a reference to uh, A Bug's Life. She does have an actual allergy, which they don't say in the video, so it's just jarring if you don't know that it's coming.
1: Yeah, but, I had no idea it was happening.
3: And it's, uh, it's really cool but it's also, like, then the, the, it's, like, using that, like, with bugs, with, like, poisonous people in your life, it's, like, should have bought some off, like, gotta wipe off the mosquitoes, oh, no, mosquitoes, I don't need those, like, it's just, like, it's so good,
2: uh, and the visual is just, like, fucking jarring, like, the first time and, I watched it, I was, like, is this right, <laughs> like,
3: it's just, yeah. something seems wrong, and, uh, I love, like, in the background, like, there's, like, It's like out of focus but like there's like bugs doing like this like psychedelic thing it's so cool yeah like and also
2: sorry i was just gonna say that when i was watching this this is the first time i see tiara wax face i never saw her face before and i was like oh my god like and and that's i
3: thought you had
1: left that out of describing this to us
2: (laughs) yeah i thought that too
3: She's yeah. also uh, always got a swollen face. I should have told yeah. you. That. Yeah,
2: but like that's obviously such a conscious choice. Like, you know, she hides her face the whole first track, and then second track, she finally shows you her face and it's all fucked up.
3: And it's just like yeah. And then like uh it's like also she's like she's
1: strong, she's talking about her past, then she peels back the mask and talks about all the pain.
3: Yeah, and then this and song and
1: how fucked up she looks.
3: And then this song, um, it has, like, she doesn't a,
1: sing like that, but I, that's,
3: <laughs> that's what you see, I mean. And then uh, it has, like, it's also funny, like, again, like, the idea that she's been stung by, or, like, she's had this allergic reaction, because then it, it kind of shows uh, her, like, weird trajectory of going from Philly and, like, being, like, a, a, a straight, like, like battle rapper, like, having to be, like, a, a fast spitter and then going through Atlanta and kind of picking up the mumble rap scene. And then this is almost <laughs> like her, like, dunking on mumble rap, just, hmm. like, taking, like, this joke of, like, the words get like less intelligible and, but oh god, I love, I love this song. I think her her. I'm gonna just play it. Like... Yeah.
2: Queen, uh, checking bubble baths, love to see my mother laugh. Can't wait to soup home so I can hug his ass. Niggas coming up short. Where's the other half? Even if my eyes closed they won't fucking crash. I'm in my fucking bag where you actually Yeah. Life is easy, I'm somebody hard to come across. Check the PH level and now I'm done with balls. Sip is donky right when I'm still come a boss. Send my cousin to the store to buy some fucking off. Bug it, I mosquitoes. Bug it, I don't need those. Love it, my big balls. it's like I,
1: Crazy I, how many changes happen so quickly. Yeah in one song.
3: minute it's so Yeah, it's so dense. I think like this is a really like dense album in a in a good way. Like that there's there's it really rewards re-listening like i only just liked it so much more going through this deep Mm -hmm. dive and reading interviews with her and like like really reading through the lyrics uh on genius which like she's like done some of the annotations herself which is cool nice and but again like uh like like i mean full credit to uh tiara but then also the production on this album is fucking cool like like, I love mm-hmm. that there are like these like kind of old school, um, like, uh, oh, fuck, what's the word? Like, like, just like actual instruments. Like, it's like a lot of like piano and, um, uh, like really like, like kind of, uh, melodic poppy hooks that, are, but then like interjected with like these like trap drums like all mm. of a sudden like they come out of nowhere uh like I, and it's just really fun that like genre is as fluid as the mood yes. and like and, everything in her
2: style like it's it's all you know and her like I think creative vision with this thing it's like it, it all like is really cohesive
3: yeah I like in that even in that one minute like when she starts rapping in double time the beat almost slows down instead of speeding up with her and it's like it really almost makes it uh because she's doing a lot of like internal rhyming a, a lot of like multi-syllable rhymes that are very e- even in like that like last song like it's always like cvs see me straight it's like always the, the full three syllables like yeah all right
1: insane amount of focus spent on like every moment
3: yeah i guess every like every
1: song I, off this
3: i i guess like that was i mean If she's only got a minute, like, every second of that minute is thought about and, like, really uh, designed for uh, maximum impact. But
1: It's, like, interesting to think what will come next.
3: And I think um, she said that she came in to – like, she knew she – once she had, like, the minute concept, like, she came in with, like, 40 or 50 tracks and, like, picked these ones and, like, really, like, focused – it was, again – an insane amount of work to make something that's mm-hmm. only 15 minutes long it's, it is so much more impressive to show restraint than to be like hey here's the first 50 songs like that's a lot of people's debut right it's just like this is what I have <laughs> and she's like no I'm gonna right. really hone it to like make this like maximally artistic thing I think this is really cool too to talk about uh, but then we can maybe go and like talk like track by track or whatever you guys want to do but the last thing i'll say is that something i really admire is that she is so conscious of managing her fame and her mental health and i think that's really inspiring again i just find this woman to be so incredible uh but like like to have this success to then get nominated for a grammy ironically uh have you seen the video she got nominated for a grammy for no. Okay, so it's so funny
0: because I,
1: I don't know. Well, I, I might have. I guess I, I've, I've literally never heard of it before. Before, um. Okay, uh, so like
3: I'll, I'll I'll take a a quick digression. Was it Dora? No, it's a uh, mumbo jumbo. This one cause... I
2: watched earlier, actually.
3: Uh, I think this actually dropped before Whack World, but Whack World becomes like a a critical sensation and um. Like, the songs actually, I, they're, they're it's very, again, also smart. Like, they're only a minute long. They end up in, like, a lot of, like, uh, like I think I saw one in Shrill. Like, they're good for, like, scoring, like, little scenes because you only need a minute. Uh, it's very smart. Um, but it was too long to qualify for the best music video Grammy. So it's, like, clearly the Grammy's, like, oh, well, I need to give her best music video. And so they give this, like, weird dystopian mumble rap video. The best thing where she was she i think took a vocal warm-up and she liked the sound of it mm. and so then she put that over the beat and it's um intentionally unintelligible and the video is straight up terrifying <laughs> and it's so funny but either way you could just like True.
1: see it's like oh, really oh, I, way, oh, like yeah. it's just
2: super weird it, you know it's funny if you turn on closed captions for it you can see the lyrics <laughs> but it's there's right it's where it's like one one time i got stabbed in a shootout backwards
3: that's oh that's so funny but i don't know if
2: that's what she's really saying
3: yeah i mean these definitely don't line up so i'm guessing she just she just wrote the, this or whatever. yeah as like a fun easter egg cuz like at least um
1: oh yeah especially after when well, i mean with this line is just stuff like people think i'm an extrovert but actually i'm an introvert
3: yeah <laughs>
0: like
3: it <sighs> it's actually an uh, introvert phonetically it's it can't possibly be right. the actual uh but it's that's really fun and again she's just so clever and like always playing around with expectations uh but i love that this becomes the thing that she gets nominated for a grammy for and it's like super uh, dystopian if i can skip ahead it gets like <laughs> violent uh, also like she's a great singer i think we didn't talk about that either like because she is such a good rapper but her voice is incredible Fucking wild, huh? Man, don't like that. <laughs> oh, what's what happened? You gotta, you gotta finish it, it. it, it on, out jo, with this this lady. Oh, sorry. What do you I just, put your mouth off, everywhere but the play off. button? You're killing me. Kind of looks like Ray Davis almost.
2: <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> 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 it's Ray Davis.
3: Yep, that crazy video uh, gets a Grammy nomination. She. uh...
1: They like reverse OJ'd her. What? <laughs> well, OJ, they, like, threw in jail forever for trying to steal for, like, a, an attempted robbery.
0: Oh, 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 oh I see. Okay. Like she got
3: celebrated <laughs> for something.
1: Yeah, whereas they were like, well, we got to give her something for something.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. We can't
1: get her for this, but we got to get her for something.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, and then um, also just, like, I guess while we're talking about, like, the visuals of this, like. We're people- talking about OJ. Yeah, instead of talking about O.J., I guess, (laughs) is what I'm trying (laughs) to... But, uh, like, people have called, like, this video and Wild World, like, part of, like, an Afro-surrealist movement, which is really cool, like, like Get Out, Mm -hmm. and uh, Atlanta, and, um, like, I don't know if you've seen anything, but Terrence Nance, who did, like, uh, Random Acts of Flyness, just, like, this idea of, like, a lot of, like... uh, contemporary black art is kind of embracing surrealism because it's like almost more reflective of like living in society like living in America can be so surreal to have all this joy mixed with all this uh, nightmarish imagery and so it's really um... did you
2: guys see that movie uh, it god he's like he works at a call center
3: oh uh, sorry to bother you
2: yes sorry to bother you
3: yes that's a great movie I and love I love love how fucking weird it goes and i did not know how great his music is too if you get a chance to listen to boots riley's band the coup uh, it's fucking punk as fuck for like it's like funky it is it is like really like but it's like early 2000s hip-hop that is not like a good error for mainstream hip hop and he's got a song called Kill Your Landlord it's just like <laughs> it's like, it's progressive now and it was just like crazy for it to be so progressive at the time Boots Rally is really fucking cool and I didn't know any of that until like Sorry to Bother You like it was certainly not on my mm. like 10 year old boy in the suburbs of Massachusetts radar like I was not gonna get this really cool underground hip hop but I can't recommend it enough, uh, now, um, but yeah, so then, like, anyways, like, she does get, like, all these cool big breaks, and then kind of steps back a little bit, like, she does things, she's doing th- like she talks about, like, I I don't want to, like, all these, like, negative parts of fame that, like, a lot of... Like, this is, like, a big break, and she's, like, still wanting to do things slowly on her terms. Like, she hasn't put out a full length since this. She has put out roughly an EP or, or like, a short full length's worth of singles. Like, so, she she's not been, like, slacking off, but, like, she's been, like, very conscious of her own mental health. Like, she actually doesn't drink, or uh, I, I don't think she does... Uh, any drugs either and like she talks a lot about like drinking like like she like she says like even that like it's almost a joke with her friends that she talks about like hydrating a lot and like trying to really put her mental health first because like I think there is a lot of sadness on this there is um that she doesn't shy away from and like uh, uh she talks she says she's never been diagnosed with ADHD but like has felt like that would explain a lot of the approach to it so like there is like and i just think that's very inspiring to not be like to take this like she got to do a song with beyonce and like flag lotus and at time like all like she's like she got to meet erica badu like they're like friends now and solange they're like she talks a lot about like solange is like one of her like closest friends now and like but she's not um oh my god also just again talking about like the double standards the fact that erica badu is not like a household name is beyond like fucked up like
0: Mm.
3: one of like the most and like again like i think music nerds all like know and love her but like she's not like yeah it's there's just a big double standard of like talent is not enough like things are not marketed if they're not what is perceived to be but god jeez erica badu is so fucking cool and um
1: God jeez, Eric, he is so fucking cool. God, oh jeez. That... We gotta make that a sticker.
3: God jeez, oh, jeez,
1: Eric, Buddy was so fucking cool.
3: Yeah, I am clearly so not fucking cool. <laughs> I just said God jeez, but uh, yeah. No, I don't know. Joe, but... you
2: just white. It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, but uh, yeah. So I just think that that's, like that's been really cool that she. And she got like to do a commercial for Apple, so like all these things are happening for her from this, but uh, she's prioritized like taking care of her family, like being like, like like even single, it's like s- singling out her mom is like her favorite part of all this. Is just like getting to make her proud and do things, and like taking time to like deal with depression before it becomes all-consuming like we talk a lot about like tortured artists and like act like it's like something to be proud of and she's like working against that and I just think that's like also really inspiring that she's like I know I have these personal things and I'm gonna take that into account I'm not gonna try to become too big too fast and like I think that's so fucking cool
1: it's even better
3: yeah and then I just
1: done like healthily
3: yeah it's she is genuinely so inspiring <laughs> and I just want to play uh her one of her most recent singles that I think is like one of her one of my favorite songs by her and this dropped in what to say either October or November of last year yeah November uh so just to, like show that like you know uh like rock World, this no fluke she's still crushing it and uh uh-huh. then this song also kind of uh deals with that idea of like what we've talked about of like themes of like just trying to be seen as a person a whole person and like avoid those like traps of becoming successful <laughs> you got to be the one the people looking up to yeah
0: to reach the sun becoming stuck to my shoes yeah, you got to be the one the people looking up to yeah, i tried to reach the sun becoming stuck to my shoes yeah. i'm only human i'm not perfect that that's the Been here long so forgive me if I get this wrong I get lost Literally, I roam. I that's
1: a pretty crazy song isn't that awesome yeah that's like wildly uh <clears throat> I like it's like honest and introspective and like just very humble
3: yeah i i I mean i just I just think she's one of the most uh exciting interesting inspiring artists out right now and I was really happy to get to share this with you guys yeah, uh, yeah thank is you there... so I'm much
0: glad you,
2: I'm
1: so happy you did I never would have For found real. this without, without you babe
3: no <laughs> is there is there anything oh sorry this is unrelated but I just like this also just captures her and I I loved this from a um uh an interview like she was like about to do a show in London and they're like oh like in the show before, she came out, uh, word searches were handed out before the gig began, and then she came out wearing a white hoodie covered in letters, and member of the audience members of the audience were given uh, were invited on stage and given marker pens to find words after being spun around so that they're dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like they would have to find the words on her. Oh, that sounds she was fun. like wearing... Yeah, That's she's so just fun. she's just it says like to be a Tierra fan is to engage in silliness and fun. Well, also luxurious, luxuriating in some genuinely stone cold bars. <laughs> I just think that's really accurate. That like,
1: yeah, that definitely sounds like what it looks like.
3: And like all that positivity, kind of like what we talked about with uh, Charles, like, could be read as being young and naive, but it's in fact actually super intentional and like a way of, uh, fighting back against all the things that would want to. Destroy that positivity like she yeah. says that she talks a lot about like the adult world being a trap she's like people want you to grow up and i'm just not into it like uh, that's like there's so many themes of like childhood and this it's just like not losing that sense of wonder in the world and like possibility and like doing things in a silly way so that's really yeah well really
1: especially like this single peppers and onions seems like just about the whole dehumanization of celebrity mm-hmm. yeah, and like this is kind of like just in response to her new fame of being like I don't know thank you yeah, am still just going to do whatever and like because the, the chorus keeps repeating what is you got to be the one everyone looks up to
3: mm-hmm. yeah like there's a lot of pressure and like but she's that's of, depo- like, what
1: you're saying that it's so unusual for like you know a very dark skid black woman to do all this and be this, like, this young and this successful at all. And now to have that kind of pressure put on her for that community.
3: And, like, she's very uh, conscientious about it. I think it's so cool like to be so open and, again, like, to lead uh, with positivity. It was, like, one of the uh, interviews I read, like, talked about, like, that was, like, a real conscious choice she was making.
2: And also just to be so, like, open and honest because, like, I'm sure, like, you know, this is the last thing. She, like, has released singles since the album came out. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but, like, when I was done listening to this album, I'm like, okay, like, where's the rest of it, you know? Like, where, what else you got? Mm. And, like, and I'm sure that's something that, you know, artists that have, like, really successful debuts have to deal with often, which is, like, oh, God, like, I got him. And now I have to, like, you know, keep... Keep putting stuff out yeah. if I want to keep them, but like for her to be like, listen, like I need like my space to like you know be right. this artist. Like you don't get that from me.
1: And it goes back to that weird perception from gatekeepers of like you need the one two now. Yeah. Yeah. Give them the, Give them
2: the one two. one two punch.
3: And I wonder. I think she toured with Lord Hill, and so this is pure speculation, but I'm sure that's got to be. Uh, in some ways, like an inspiration, and a, then a cautionary tale of Lauren Hill has this debut album that is w- straight-up one of the greatest albums of all time. But then the pressure after that really destroyed her mental health. There was lawsuits, uh, and like there just hasn't been that follow-up. And I wonder if getting to meet the, like an idol, but then also to see the dark side of what the world did to your idol (laughs) yeah almost because of her talent like it's just it's it's so backwards so like i think like having that be like a really close connection for tiara has got to be at least even subconsciously part of the like impulse to like like her first album the next one's gonna be on her terms and i i think that's it's 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 rare that any artist is get allowed to do things on their own terms yeah uh, but the fact that she did something totally unique and then found success with it it's it's exciting then that hopefully she will get that chance and then hopefully the door is open for more people to get to do that
2: yeah I mean she's definitely breaking down some doors for sure like you know, I've never seen anything anything like you know a 15. 15- one minute song album as a debut and then to have it go so well and just be so so good and like really just kind of change the game for like what how you need to do things and what you need to make if you're gonna make it
3: yeah and i think like like alan said earlier it does just kind of expose the silliness of the like once it's broken you're like oh we don't need to fix Like, once you see it shattered, you're like, oh, that was so stupid. We told people they had to do things a certain way.
1: Yeah. And to see her, like, do that, but then just keep going off and doing whatever, it is just, like, it's just inspiring to see, you know, because I think so many people start off for such, like, true reasons of, like, I have this art that I want to create, and it's so easy to get lost into – the mindset of I have this art that I need to get to you now because mm-hmm. that's like two such incredibly different things of delivering and like the actual like need to create. Yeah. And have her just like stay true to like, no, I'm an artist and I just want to do this when I want to do this and when it comes to me.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And like, I think that com- trying to like monetize or commercialize your art in a lot of cases is the death of the art
3: Right, like mm-hmm. that there's a version of like if this was not done by such a thoughtful artist, like the idea of this like the um, like marketing gimmick, if this had been so studio driven, the idea of oh, we need fifteen one minute songs, they gotta be catchy, they we gotta mean, be you know, jingles, like <laughs> you get,
1: uh, you know YouTube YouTube stars that get movies, yeah, yeah. Movies are like miserable. that
3: that's like the flip side. You know?
2: Right, they're all that, amazing. That's that version of that.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like Fred. I want more Fred. <laughs> Give me a squeaky voice twink. I need it. <laughs> it's what America wants. <laughs> Why is his voice so high? <laughs> it's kooky.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm curious now. We need to to dive right in uh, to the degrees from Frank Zappa,
1: Oh, uh, uh, uh. before before we move off this album. Oh yeah, you sorry. Do you have any to, tracks? Uh, can we listen to Pet Cemetery? Yeah.
2: Oh yes, yes.
1: Because that that was probably my favorite.
2: Yeah. Cut that business about me trying to move to Frank Zappa.
1: Cut the business of me moving away from it. Quite frankly, that's then, the dangerous one. Also, how no I, one I, can know that ever happened.
3: <laughs> I think this is a classic. Uh, a funny, like just. Like her brain. Oh,
1: and the song before this was so, I mean, they're all so good.
3: But I love the idea of the doing this song where, like, the, the chorus is a dog, and then all the animals in the videos are cats. <laughs> She's so funny.
1: Joe, I like that we end every episode with you laying down. I took my dog away <laughs> They treat him
0: like a stray I talk to God today all oh, dogs go to heaven. heaven I miss my dog heaven. I kiss my dog heaven. I miss my dog heaven. I kiss dogs my dog heaven. My dog had a name Keep it his name
1: alive If I believe Hell on earth oh, dogs go to My dog had a name Keeping his name alive Then they just move off the name <laughs> uh,
3: It's so good
1: it's it's so it's so good
3: i think that song is the point in the album i think again we've talked in the past about like sequencing but like when that comes kind of in the middle of the album that's when i like went from like being like intrigued and really liking it to i love this <laughs> like like when that's like i'm like yeah. i love this like it's just so cool she could because it it, it it's it kind of starts off like more like rap oriented and then i think that's like really when it just like that, that it gets like more like
1: becomes fun yeah like yeah. it just becomes like not 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 becomes fun but tips the scale to now over 50% fun it's now more fun than it is something else then
3: like heavy or like thematic or
1: rap or anything right. it's just now it's mostly just about a silly fun thing. And then it
3: goes right from that into fuck off, silly Sam, fruit set. Sal- like it's just like it's just a string yeah. of joyful silly songs that I love. It,
1: it 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 feels like the same kind of um uh I I don't know the word I'm looking for, but the same kind of feel as pure guava. Yeah. I mean, but done like much more intelligently. And with much more, like, restraint and just, I guess, just intelligence in general <laughs> than Pure Guava was made with. Because Pure Guava is made with, like, no precision, no uh, control or discipline. It's just insanity. And a lot
2: of cocaine.
1: Right. <laughs> and, 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 and and so much more. And, and more.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: But it's like, this, but somehow that album flows from going between, I mean, hold on, let's. Let me look at what the track listing for this is, yeah, I, I, so I can make my point.
3: Right, uh, you can't see my. Sc- you only see like the one screen.
1: I only see the one screen, but that it goes from push little daisies to the going gets tough to reggae junkie Jew to I play it off legit to pump it for the Man to Sarah. It somehow all flows together, even though it sounds like none of it should ever be with each other. Uh, in. Wack World does that, it but fools. it's such a more incredible and just, like, I don't know, just truly, like, genius way.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Are there any other tracks you wanted to hear before?
2: I think we should listen to that one where she does the, like, country twang with her voice there.
3: I just, yeah, I love that she can, Yeah. And I love this video. The it's video like, uh, is
2: so great.
3: Like a clockwork RNG.
2: Well, honey, I've been so sick, so sad. Whenever I'm happy, it makes you mad. I hope your ass breaks out in a rash. You remind me of my deadbeat
0: dad. Fuck off. Go away. This
2: Fuck
1: sounds off. like Wayne.
2: So sick, so sad, whenever I'm heavy, it's really,
1: really great. And it, it is just like it's like when you're talking about she was being she was in Atlanta and kind of had nothing to do and just kind of saved up, got a laptop and worked all this up in her head and recorded it all out. It's, it's that kind of like I don't know dedication to the art for the sake of creation and not releasing it that creates something this intense. Yeah.
3: It's, it feels almost like uh, like the anti-All Things Must Pass, where it's like all of George Harrison's pent-up stuff that he couldn't yeah. get out, and it sprawls out over three albums, and she's like, all this pent-up stuff, I'm going to do exactly 15 minutes like, yeah. <laughs> and cut it off.
1: And that's, I mean, that's, you know, the other difference between 1970 to 2018, too.
3: Yeah, the people. As the
1: way to express yourself then was definitely three records, and the way to express yourself now is 15 minutes over one period chunks.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the attention span has shifted. It certainly has. <laughs> All things must shrink. <laughs> Am I right? I think so. <laughs> so. That means it's time.
3: Once again, for our segment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, every week we try to find how many uh, degrees away from Frank Zappa. Ah, oh, this is so <laughs> Uh... <laughs> I'm glad
1: we've stuck with this song. It's so funny. It. Uh, so.
2: Oh wait a minute, Joe. Sorry, your mic sounds a little.
3: I'm. I, my that's, fat. That's better. <laughs> face was covering the microphone. <laughs> um, yep. But, uh, so, for degrees, for example, we're gonna go with uh T-A-Wack. I think I got it down to, to three degrees. You're um, moving
1: the mouse so rapidly, like this is killing you, that the music's going and you're trying <laughs> to think of what to say. You're just like hovering over different tabs and not clicking
3: anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: trying to find out where I left it, but, uh, uh, Okay. Wait, why, why don't they have... Okay, Help. here it is. <laughs> uh, that, uh, she, uh, Tiara did a feature on Beyoncé's song My Power from the concept album that went with the Lion King. It's not necessarily, I don't think, songs from the movie. It's a mix. What? And a soundtrack album curated by Beyoncé. Okay.
0: Um,
3: this song is actually really cool, My Power. Uh, it's really good. But, so then through Beyoncé, on Beyoncé's debut solo album, she samples uh, two songs by Shuggie Otis, who played guitar on Peaches and Regalia, so that's- I didn't know that! that. Yeah. Wow. Yep, just on Peaches and Regalia.
2: Still, that's Uh, that's awesome. That's like one of the best- Uh, Frank Zappa
3: songs that there is. It's crazy. That's that's right. Shuggy Otis is like... So I'm pretty sure... uh, I know Beyoncé's at least done tributes to Tina Turner and if I'd looked harder, I'm sure there's a song of them performing together. Tina Turner, her Zappa connection is kind of fun because um, she sang backup vocals but then Ike was such a piece of shit that he refused to have them credited because it would be bad for her image to be associated with this weirdness. Ike Turner is... One of the greatest pieces of shit of history. Do you know
1: why she ended up on the album too? No. They were just like down the hall.
3: Oh, I love that. Wow. <laughs> and he and was
1: it... like, "Hey, will you help me out real quick?"
3: Yeah, it's a it's like a story that makes you just love Tina and hate Ike <laughs> so much. Yeah. That yeah. Tina was just like, every... "Hey, we did this fun thing," and he's like, "No, <laughs> 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 no fun. I don't like fun." <laughs> but um, I'm trying to find the song that had um, Shaggy Otis. I got into
1: a fight with an Uber driver once because he refused to say that Proud Mary was written by Credence Clearwater. And he kept saying it was written by Tina Turner.
3: That's what a piece That's of
1: That's my shit. degree from Tina Turner.
3: <laughs> but I just uh yeah, I just thought Shogiotis was also like des- deserving of a, sh- a shout out on his own, so that's why I was like, "Oh, that's a
2: that's a like, great association." Obviously,
3: super mm. cool, but like, I just thought this one was like a little more weird and fun.
2: <laughs> that's pretty awesome. amazing.
3: So down to down to three.
1: Ritz has a really crazy personnel on it.
2: We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to talk about a Zappa album at some point, Alan.
1: I've just been saving. I it. know
2: you have. Yeah, I don't
1: I'd, know which one to do. <laughs> ads would be a great one. You and- could
2: do a whole podcast just on Frank Zappa's discography though. I
1: could, could. but I've no one, I don't I don't know who would want to do right.
0: it. Right. Um Peter
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> I sure, wish we be- start a second music podcast. Yeah. <laughs> zip zappa with zappa. Zip 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 and zappa. Zip zappa zap. zap. <laughs> Dana we could just do two a week. Imagine we do this music podcast every week, and then just immediately after, we twelve
3: read the hours of us <laughs> rambling to each I think it would yeah. just
2: have to be you, Alan. Like, I don't think anyone else could sit in on that. Just me talking. Yeah. Have you
1: ever? Have I ever shown you this? Uh oh. I forget who found it for me. Someone did a bull moose, but it's this weird graphic novel based on. Zappa's conceptual continuity, where like I'm everything here. is connected, but it's hold on, let me find a good page. It's all in German. What? <laughs> it's this like weird German comic book that's like based on the world that Zappa created in his music, and uh, it's really fucked up.
2: Can you read it? Like, uh,
1: I mean, sure. You know, in a way, <laughs> in a way, I can read it. It's a comic book, luckily, so I can read right, it. Right, right. But it's still like, I I made Ben Gagney read it to me a little bit oh, yeah. once, but he was like, he I asked him to read it to me, and he was like, I can't fucking read this. So he was
2: like, <laughs> Don't you speak German? But
1: <clears throat> I thought he did, but he doesn't as he doesn't as you know. Once you put his fucking his fucking pussy to the pavement. <laughs> Starts to tell a diff- sing a different tune, you know. Now that's an expression. But there's like <laughs> the whole meeting of him and the devil. Whoa. Is
3: that from Titties from Here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-huh. uh, that's like where you can tell where they are <laughs> in the song. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, sorry, we're um. Oh, what's that? Yeah, the Zappa podcast. I don't know what Zappa album. I don't know what Zappa album I would choose for this. Mm. Probably be "Freak right. Out."
2: Yeah, I think you that's... should just like throw a dart at All right.
1: Sorry, something. Just... <laughs> I Maybe I'll wait later. until like this like really gets going hard, and then we'll leave it up to people to choose. Oh, oh yeah, platform. like once that's we're billionaires. billionaires. Once we're well, way before we're billionaires. Once we have, once we have uh, made a dollar. <laughs>
3: I think I've rambled on for far too long. What do you, you guys want to talk about? What you've been listening to this week? Yeah. And we'll ca- call it
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I have this. Uh, speaking of small labels, um, this label Sahil Sounds, um, based out of Portland, they just released this single, or maybe a couple weeks ago. But it's um it's a single off this album that they're releasing next week or the week after. Uh, by this group called the Wow Wow Collective. I'm not sure if that's how you say that. Um, but as far as I understand, it's like it's um, it's like a the the whole album is like from different um, like artists like co- sort of producing something together. Um, recorded mm. in the Senegal. Um so here, throw it, just throw it on that track that I sent you. Alright, it might be the only one yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of all over the place. So this this little uh write-up on it says with its avant-garde cosmic sounds from the Senegal, Yaral sendum. Or Saddam is a revolutionary album that transcends borders inspired by West African traditions, Sufi songs of praise, spiritual jazz and dub rhythms. The result almost feels like the birth of a brand new hybrid genre. And this one track, I mean, I got like halfway through and I placed a pre-order for the album right away. It's that uh, it's it's really beautiful and it's like just all over the place like It's like a, so cool. a cosmic lullaby. Yeah.
3: I I can't say that I like know anything about like Senegalese
0: music.
2: I don't either, but I'm excited to hear the rest of the album. So this, this little read-up that I'm, I'm referencing on panafricanmusic.com says that the story began in 2018 when Swedish music archaeologist and musician Carl Jonas Winkvist visited the Taubab de Lau in Senegal, a small... F- <laughs> He's
3: the Jonas brother He's, they don't talk yeah.
2: about. <laughs> He's the cool Jonas brother. <laughs> um, it's a small fishing village that has become the center of the Senegal's bohemian art scene. Over the course of a few hmm. weeks, he met local musicians, percussionists, poets, and beat makers who met to sketch out ideas in free improvisation. So I think it's all uh, a lot of improv. Um, That's cool. He returned to Sweden and continuing continued to exchange recordings through WhatsApp. And, uh, yeah,
3: I love that.
2: Yeah, Sahel Sounds is a great great record label um very interesting stuff there's a lot a lot on there but I, I highly recommend uh checking anything on on their label is at least worth listening to but i'm very excited for this release uh coming out of uh, february 26th so
0: this is
3: great oh, thank you so much for like sharing
1: <laughs> so this will be out by the time yeah uh this comes out so you
2: yeah, so mm. you can go up-
1: Everyone should buy this and give them Dana's name for sending <laughs> there.
3: Yeah, thank you. And what have you been listening to, Alain?
1: I sent it in the chat if you want to check it out. Do you it want it me to is, start
3: it uh, or do you want to talk about it?
1: It is uh, Dizzy K. Falola, Falola I assume. I, I've never heard of him. He is a – we're going to go a little further east, and uh, I knew that, <gasps> uh, to Nigeria. Uh, oh. We all we're all talking Africa today, and uh, I got this off a compilation called Brand New Wayo. Oh, and this song is just fucking crazy. I have found that I really Whoa. really love Nigerian funk music.
3: This is it's just crazy that this is from like '82.
1: Late '70s, early '80s Nigerian funk music might be my favorite, like era and like in place for music. They were tapped in. They were. It was, it's fucking crazy.
3: This feels very contemporary.
2: Yeah. What? Well, sorry, yes. Alan. What was the name of the comp you found it on?
1: Uh, brand new wayo, wayo.
2: Do you know who released that? Uh,
1: Razor and or Combs and Razor. Mm, okay. Or the other way around. Com and Razor. And looking at like what else they had, they just put out a lot of um, a lot of different. It looks like mostly Nigerian. There's other.
2: This is awesome.
1: Nigerian 70s music. But I started listening to like this music uh, because of William board. Who I, do you guys know him?
2: William Onyabour is the, the gateway drug here for this yeah, genre. To Nigerian <laughs> totally. Music.
1: I, I got his, they put out a compilation that was who was William Onyabour, and I think that same week I bought both the box sets where they had released everything. I
2: have out. that box set too. <laughs>
1: It's so I sold it on Forge. I there was a period of time where I sold off all my records for rent money, Ouch. so I can live in the live in the Bean Town and do comedy, which Two backfire. <laughs> so now I'm now I'm going through and trying to rebuy all the stuff I sold. And I also found this fucking diamond.
2: Yeah, this is great. This, I
1: mean, this is one of those songs that's just. Sometimes you find a song that's so funky and so groovy that it makes no sense as to how the hell did you make this? And And how how did you find this groove?
3: Yeah. And like, how how has it been hidden away from us?
1: Right?
2: Well, you know, I It's
1: scary to think of how many things could be missing.
2: Well, you know, a lot of these, like, reissue labels that are really popular right now, I mean, part of, if not all of, their budgets are dedicated to flying out to places like Nigeria, going to radio stations, and digging, because, you know, the stuff that you can find in there is, like, I mean, something like this, like, you might be able to find in, like, New York City or something, but, at a record store, but, you know, it's...
1: Yeah, like how many made the, made their way over
2: Right, there? yeah. It's, yeah.
1: I, I was reading... And, and that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier where we have a hard time keeping up with the contemporary music because we live in an era where this is existing now, where there's all these doors constantly opening up to these past cultures that we have no idea of. Right. I think that's like the most fun thing is like, I, I love learning about this shit i don't know i'm I'm fucking an idiot but i like learning about other cultures stuff they're like just music and film like this and
3: yeah uh, it's a one it it is like it's the most art is the most fun gateway like there's lots of ways to learn about places but seeing the art that people in a place like and make is my favorite by a million miles like it's just so cool
1: can i uh Can I plug one more thing? Yeah. Have you guys heard of uh, this website? I believe I spelled it correctly. Uh, Because I'd love to give this a shout-out on the podcast. It's radio with five O's. Radio.com. It is my favorite thing to put on while I'm writing. You choose... Uh, a country in a decade and it just creates a radio station from whatever you put in.
2: Wow, that's cool.
1: And then you can choose like up top. I'm just pointing at my screen like an idiot, uh, slow, fast, and weird.
2: Oh, wow. Love- that's so cool.
1: <laughs> so there's like it's really fun to put on like uh nineteen thirties Russia, you know, where it's like you hear like what is this country? what is Russia doing in the thirties to express themselves yeah. or like do Japan in the eighties and hear oh, yeah, America a, like... was doing in the seventies
2: mm. I wonder how they get their hands this. on all this music like
1: it's uh people uh, it's people have been oh, uploading yes. it for years yeah, that makes sense well, I think that's all we got, right do you guys have anything else?
2: Next week is, is my week to present an album. I think next week we are going to get into um, one of the greatest movie soundtracks of all time and one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, The Harder They Come, uh, which I know Joe's probably psyched about, um, featuring a lot of Jimmy Cliff, uh, Toots in the Talls." It's, it's accompanied with um, the movie, The Harder They Come, um, so you guys are definitely going to have to watch that in addition to listening to the soundtrack separately before we talk about it. But I am so, so excited. Every single song is like absolute gold. Absolute gold. Uh, so uh, it's I'm about, you know, for that. yeah, it's about the recording industry in Jamaica uh, in the 70s. And, it you know, it features like a lot of performances from like a young uh toots and uh young jimmy cliff and like all these people in the real studios that they were actually you know recording and and it's it's really interesting just to see like the movie itself is like witty and funny and uh wonderful but it's also got like there's a lot of uh very cool like jamaican music history to talk about too nice that's the plan for next week
1: awesome that's gonna be very fun well, I guess. Can't wait. Until next time, you guys. I'll see you. And have a great week, and we'll come back next week for harder of the Come. Bye, guys. Ta-ta. All right. Bye. Ta-ta. What's
3: wrong? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Has been brought to you by Dead and Mellow. Follow us on all your social media platforms and shop around at deadandmellow.com to see all of our stand up, music, and podcast releases. Thank you, and God bless America.
0: All right, see you later. Are we
3: actually leaving or just at digging?